Here we are again. Yeah. And it's warm. You came in your t-shirt. I know. Look at you I, ready for the summer. I may have been a little bit too brave because <laughs> I stepped outside the door. I said, I'll just wear the t-shirt today. Don't need a hoodie or anything like that. I stepped and went. <laughs> also, <laughs> is it cold in your studios? Yeah, I'm it's a little bit chill. Grand now, I have to say. AC is on overdrive in here. Yeah, well, I may find the book. What a week it was weather-wise. Oh, I wish I could have enjoyed it more. With the moving and stuff, guys. But I'm in oh, now yeah. and it's done. Well, it's at least done. you had the good weather for it. I find True. if you're doing anything essential, bad weather puts you in an awful mood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you'd had to be going in and out to the car with yeah. stuff and it was rain yeah. and it would have made it so much more. Yeah, you're right. I Probably. wasn't out in it at all. Weren't at you? all? No, I couldn't. Look, I'm not a big sun guy <laughs> and I'm much less the beach. Oh, no, I said a lie. One of the evenings we did a drive along the coast, all right. So we went to a couple of the beaches. Um... Yeah, no, I'm not one for lying out on the beach, as you know. Mm. I'd rather go to an empty beach and have a walk, have a stroll, yeah. and look out. But you're not going to the back garden, though, and you know... No, that's even in. worse. That, I find that's, that, that is even duller. I mean, oh, I, okay. I, cut, I mowed the lawn and I hung out clothes and stuff, but going out to the back garden just to sit. I've, yeah. I've tried that in my adult life, and I have to tell you, it's one of the worst ways to spend time. Okay. All uh, right, yeah, look, I get you, I get you. As I've got a bit older, it's harder to just sit there. You know, yeah. just sit there. So, uh, I, But I do like to walk, because at least you're in the sun. Yeah. You feel like yeah. you're doing something or going somewhere. Totes. Uh, the humid and murky weather is set to continue until Sunday. It's to do with this uh, hot plume. Plume, you say? Plume. We're basically a low pressure system that's bringing warm tropical air up from continental Europe is responsible for the extremely humid and warm conditions. Um, I have to get a fan in the house because I don't know if I can manage it without one. Like all the windows were open yesterday and there was still this dead heat. Yeah. I couldn't get rid of it. Well, I always walk home at lunchtime from work and the last two days, honestly, it's taken me about an extra 10 or 15 minutes because I just have to walk at a really slow pace because it is that dead heat <laughs> I just get really frustrated with this weather because all summer we would have been crying out for 25 or 26 degrees that would have been bliss but when you don't get any sun with it and it's just overcast and grey and this dead heat I hate it I hate it the last few months we have handled so well with grace with good natured we've taken all the uh, requirements and guidance and we've lived the best lives we can while in lockdown and since then since we've come out of lockdown but there are days you're still allowed to feel a little bit melancholy you're allowed to feel a bit hard done by yeah. and you're allowed to feel it's wistful a word Wistful Wistful is a great word yeah. um, That you know, I, I do miss the old world Even the things I used to give out about And this was started yesterday with, On Irish Twitter uh, By James Kavanagh Who was saying He just would love to go On a holiday with his boyfriend Eat in a restaurant Without the hygiene formalities And go to a club Rammed with people And have to queue For 25 minutes To get a drink mm. And lots of people Came in saying Yeah I don't even mind If girls stand on me With their heels No problem <laughs> I, I miss that too um, So we're asking you what are the things that you even miss the things that you might have given out about before um, here's a couple more people were talking about <laughs> birthday cakes yeah. do you remember when we had birthdays and we used to actually blow the candles out on the cake before mm. eating it I mean like thinking about that now mm. the amount of cakes that were brought in here with candles and you would blow on the food that people were about to eat yeah. and not 
not I, a thing happened to no, us at the time. Done. No, but I was never fully okay with it, to be honest. <laughs> of course, Vinny. Yeah, crazy time. Like, what happens with kids now? Like, can it they... It makes it taste better. No, but like, can you actually blow out candles on a cake if it's going... No. But can... Not allowed. But could you give... I, I'm wondering, do people give the child their own, like, cupcake with some candles to allow them the experience of blowing out a candle? Oh, sure. How sad is that? Your own individual cupcake. I know. Yeah, but but you're not go. touching the main cake. No. Not that we're eating this. You can blow on your own cake, though. You see, if you're the one to blow on it, yeah, I'll pass that around, I don't mind. If <laughs> yeah. somebody else is blowing on it, I'm grand, I'm yeah, waiting no. till lunch. Yeah, I'm on a diet, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Um, somebody else talking about the things we even miss, um, the whole airport thing. I even miss the people who queue first for the airplane. <laughs> yeah. The ones who stand at the gate, staring at it for 40 minutes, when it's plainly obvious that your plane hasn't even landed yet. Yeah. Even the agents who clap at the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss, miss you. I miss the run from the Dublin airport to the Ryanair gates when you've stayed too long in the bar yeah. and every single time you think oh, look we'll be there in two minutes yeah. and you're running and you're sweating <laughs> down that long corridor another one here I miss the, the peeing rain at festivals every every Irish outdoor gig in the summer you're guaranteed you need an El Poncho but I miss that yeah. I miss it and I love this text that came in it says guys as a newly single woman I missed the opportunity to go out and get an L shift off a randomer in the pub and then wake up full of regret the following day. The little girl. things. It's like that tweet I saw uh, during the whole uh, lockdown period where somebody was talking about being out again as a single person. You're standing at the bar and you're chatting to somebody from a far-flung exotic place like Bunclody or Cashel <laughs> and they're absolutely gorgeous and all of a sudden the song comes oh, on yeah. and you gaze into each other's eyes and you lob the gob <laughs> this is beat. have you read the book or seen the movie he's just not that into you Trish yes, both read did you the book enjoy it the movie. yeah I did did you learn I, I, I suppose we kind of all know the signs. I, I suppose the one thing the movie taught me was if you see the signs, don't ignore them, you okay. know? Just mm. take it as he's just not that into you. Yeah. Well, interestingly, it's kind of been turned on its head over on Reddit this week and it's uh, from a guy's perspective. And uh, the guys have all come together to talk about the moment they realised that this girl is definitely not into me. Oh. So maybe if a guy has been like chasing for ages, had a crush for ages, building up to ask her out and then the dawning moment uh, that... She's just not that into you, right? Mm. And I just, like, there's not much to say on this. I just want your sympathy levels for each of the examples that the guy gave okay. here on Reddit, okay? And one man said, when you go in for a hug and she gives you the side hug. Oh, yeah. That's, the side that's hug? That's pretty yeah. evident. It's not, a, it's not a full, and obviously there's no hugs at the moment, but it's not a full on face. It's just a kind of a lean in with the shoulder. Like a half arsed attempt to yeah. just. There was a similar one where another guy said the moment he realised she wasn't that into him was when she used to give everyone else hugs but only offered him a high five. Oh, <laughs> oh that's tough. That sounds like a hygiene issue. Um, when I went to her apartment and she asked me to help her with her Tinder. <laughs> have a look through those oh, guys gosh. there oh, no gee. I'm sorry yeah that, that one's harsh you might as well help her pick out the underwear <laughs> she's going to wear on the date that night <laughs> with some other guy um, and guys what made you realise this girl is definitely not into me um, this is a common one I think when she asked me if I knew if my friend was interested in anybody oh yeah that's mm. the worst we've had that as a dilemma a couple of times turn on your heel and get <laughs> out of there quick <laughs> you know what I did here mm. a friend of mine was going on a date and well he thought it was a date she knew it was just his friends mm. and she was like can I bring some other people with me oh, and the look of disappointment oh, on his face oh my heart is breaking <laughs> <laughs>
So just back to this for a moment Here's a couple of bit more examples Harsh examples um, One guy said I asked a girl if she wanted to grab lunch together sometime mm. And she said she was busy that day Which was interesting As I never specified the day <laughs> yeah. That's as bad as I'm washing my hair <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Another example here I gave a girl at work My number on a piece of paper And she handed it right back And said We talk at work all the time So let's keep doing that <laughs> Stop laughing You're very harsh <laughs> These are good ones And another guy said I asked for her number And she offered to give me Her email address instead oh. That's a sign isn't it That's yeah. a clear indication I don't want you Contacted me on my private line Yeah yeah. yeah. Just send me an email yeah. Send me an email I'll get back to you When I have time thanks I would like to give you A positive story on this though and um, Because um, David was on to us From Waterford And he says Morning lads So when I was getting To know this girl She called me A great friend On a number of occasions I bought her an ice cream once and she said oh, you're such a great friend yeah. in text she would say I'm glad we're such good friends I think we're getting a picture here yeah, yeah. she was yeah. she was going out of her way to use the F word wasn't she <laughs> but he said it hurts so much but one of my friends said just tell her how you feel so it doesn't mess with your own head and I did and she said that she had feelings for me too oh. we've been dating now for nearly a year and we're best friends so to all the boys out there don't give up says David don't give up <laughs> I know it's not Halloween, but I want to talk scary stuff for a moment on the show this morning. Oh, I don't like scary. I know, stuff. I know, I, I know. I'm sorry, but um, there's been a very active conversation on Boards.ie for the last week or so. Um, just asking people very simply: think back to when you were a child. Mm. What was the thing that really, really scared you? Okay. And people aren't necessarily talking about movies or stuff like that. They're talking about, you know, I mean, some of the obvious stuff like in Ireland, the boogeyman was a very, very scary thing. Oh. I don't even know what the boogeyman looked like, but I was terrified of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you scared of the boogeyman? Not so much the, po- the, the boogeyman. In Ireland, there were stories of the puka, though. The puka would come and get you on the road if you were walking alone late at night. That's horrific. Mm. Yeah. It could take many forms. A horse was one of the forms that had come along and had throw you up and it's back who, and it'd be who gone. traumatised you as a child with this story that's been going around hundreds of years thousands maybe even the well, the, so the, it's transformative oh god no. yeah, the banshees were mentioned by ba- quite a few yeah. people on this which is similar enough you know banshees if you heard it, they'll scream the banshee someone's going to die oh. yeah. um, the dark is obviously another popular one for, for small children still uh, clowns was mentioned weirdly an awful lot of Irish children in the 80s and 90s were concerned about nuclear war and it's not that you know nuclear war is still obviously an issue nowadays, but it's not something that a child would necessarily be concerned about. They must have seen stuff on TV. Yeah, it must have been the movies at um, the time. What really scared you as a child? Nuns was mentioned by some people, and um, I'll tell you a couple of mine. I, right? Yeah. Okay, if I can start, earwigs. I was terrified of oh. earwigs because there was a story often what happens is particularly when you have siblings stories get around I don't believe there's any truth in these stories but the story was there was a girl cycling around Waterford on her bike and she uh, cycled past a, a kind of bush in a tree and it brushed past her face and an earwig got into her ear and went the whole way into her head <laughs> at the whole way in and I was I still if I saw an earwig I would shriek with horror now. I haven't seen an earwig, weir, <laughs> earwig in years Do they, are they still around? they, they must be, be but I, has I, anyone I, seen an earwig lately? Lately. I haven't seen one. Uh, also, now. <laughs> Fraggle Rock. Uh, remember the gorgs that lived out in the yeah. kind of garden, the big things? Yeah. Terrified me. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. I had a recurring dream as a child that the Incredible Hulk <laughs> smashed through the kitchen window, put me in a sack and took me away. Terrified. And the last thing was, going to a doctor or hospital as a child was the most 
terrifying thing I remember I sliced my leg with a rusty nail once and they said it was my auntie I think it was we'll have to get you to A&E to get that looked at to get undressed and I screamed so much they couldn't take me to the hospital they had to bring me to a doctor's surgery instead because I think I thought if I went to hospital I'd be kept there you know you're dead you're gone uh, Trish what what terrified you as a child mannequins I didn't like you know when you like you'd see them in shop fronts anyway Mm -hmm. but I remember my mum was a cosmetologist at the time so she'd always have those fake heads oh no you know to do the hair and yeah. the makeup yeah. and I remember being truly terrified that these things would come alive at night mm. and even in the shops like, <laughs> if you weren't nice to them when you were walking past they would just find where you live because they come alive so how would you I be ni- how would you be nice to the mannequins you in know, the shop hello <laughs> little brush of the hand while you walk past like Will Smith and I am legend <laughs> did you ever watch Mannequin the movie as a child I did oh. and I also watched Chucky I think watching oh all those doll things where they come alive uh, really mm. set the fear in me we do an update on earwigs because we asked the question has anyone seen one in a long time mm. I haven't um, and uh, we got a message here from Louise in Tip who says I have a standalone parasol which is quite big and only opened in good weather mm. and when opening loads of earwigs ah, are stuck in the folds they're in my hair I can feel them <laughs> also on the clothes in the dryer after they've been on the line I usually find them in the filter are still on the clothes when folding they're still terrifying says Louise in Tip God, you must live in a hive of earwigs or something. Yeah. Hot bed, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what uh, really scared you as a child? We still haven't really got to the bottom of Vincent Bradley and what terrified you as a child now. Uh, Judge, it was a teacher's in school, judging by your first day at school. Well, teachers, yeah. <laughs> I made nice with teachers after a while. Daddy Longlegs's. Really? Yeah, oh, you know, oh, crane yeah. flies. Yeah. Not the spider. Well, the spider ones freak me out as well. Spiders, I still get the heebie-jeebies around, bigger ones. But yeah, Daddy Longlegs is the, the one with the wings that I get in during the summer and fly around the room. Yeah. Oh, it lost me life. And I'm totally fine with them now. But as a child, I was gone. I have a few more quick ones from my list of things that really, really scared me. It's a long list. Uh, Wurzel Gummidge. He could take his head off, like, oh, and yeah. he could swap heads. Yeah, that's scary. You know, scary. It, was, it was scary. Um, moving statues back in the 80s. <laughs> the talk oh. of statues that moved. That I was ter- scared. Kind of, for a while, I was scared of all statues because of that. And the thought of being brought on a bus to Balance Spittle to watch him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another one here as well that, that was mentioned on boards um, that really scared his child. Do you remember the public information films that they showed on TV? I don't know if you had these uh, grown up yourself, Trish. But, like, they, they were warnings for children not to play near uh, electricity poles and the child would like God. explode and die and stuff they were all like really eerie and creepy it's like those RSA ads back yes, in the day yes oh yeah. no um, but they had a kind of 70s 80s dark vibe to them it was oh. yeah somebody said the sacred heart picture with the eyes that followed you around the room <laughs> a lot of those were in yeah. Irish homes that's true and let's get to some of your messages coming in here on WhatsApp I was terrified of Podge and Raj growing up so creepy well of course originally Podge started on the den as the very creepy postman mm. Uh, so he was a very sinister character. Um, what else? Anne was on. The child catcher and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And also uh, another popular answer on our WhatsApp this morning. The Daleks from Doctor Who. Exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> it's a very good Dalek impression. Thank you very much. Um, Joanne and Kilkenny said, I was really scared of the monkeys on the PG tips ads on the TV. It terrified me and I would hide behind the couch when the ad came on. They were so lovely, the monkeys, though. Yeah. Making their tea and having a right time. The little grey guys. Yeah. It's just the, the way they move, I think. Yeah. Now, loads more. Um, this is from Peter. And he says, The scariest thing for me was your teddy bear getting sucked out of the window of a moving car. Did that ever happen? It sounds okay. quite traumatic. I shouldn't laugh, but I'm just imagining... <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs> um, oh, no, they're like, have you seen Toy Story? That's traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Claire was on to us. The older kids in our estate told us an elderly neighbour was a witch. We were terrified of her and avoided her at all costs. Our mother gave her a lift to Mass one Sunday morning and my sister and I jumped out of the car screaming. Wow. There was always one person in the neighbourhood that was a little bit yeah. scary. It's like Home Alone. Yeah. Right? The neighbour, the old guy. Yeah. Uh, Shona and Tip was on to us. Morning, guys. When I was younger, flies frightened the life out of me. Oh. But also I had a huge panic. Anytime I had to go over a bridge by foot or vehicle, the thought of it collapsing terrified me. Yes, I'm with you on that. Mm. Do you know what? I, as a child, the scariest thing in the world for me, anyone who lives in South Kilkenny, the, the Fidown Bridge, okay? The Fidown Bridge, um, Trish, you'll remember this. We took that bridge when we were going to All Together Now last year. Okay. It's the long, it just felt like the longest bridge in Ireland. It even has an island in the middle. Mm. And it's just like, if, if it collapses now, we're done for. We are <laughs> done God. for. I was terrified going across that bridge. <laughs> Earwigs love to damp. They're still around, Suzanne. Beware, Niall. They can crawl into your ears. Well, thanks a million. Oh, That's my week no. ruined. I mean, they can. Oh. There's very little evidence to say that they do, though, surely. Well, if you saw the wax in my ears, they would, yeah. they'd never go in. Oh. Never. Oh, <laughs> this is beat. Finally, shoppers age-old rows over where to keep your groceries have finally been resolved. New guidance states that <clears throat> eggs, grapes and bendy parsnips should go in the fridge. Of course. But onions, bread and potatoes belong in the cupboard. Yeah. Uh, the food watchdog Rap has warned how to best store grub as food waste has soared by 30% during lockdown. Um, the advice states eggs are best kept in their box to protect them while in the fridge. I've seen the eggs row quite a bit um, from some top chefs who say, no, your eggs shouldn't be co- that cold when you're dropping them into hot water for whatever, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe you take it out before you cook a meal. Yeah, get them to room temperature, yeah. yeah. I think you, you, you do that with a lot of, you do that with steak. Mm. I'm not sure you do it with chicken, I'm not sure. But like, yeah, eggs, they're not necessarily on the shelves in the fridge uh, in some supermarkets. No, though. they're not. But then it does say store in the mm. fridge. Cool place. Yeah. I would put the bread in the fridge. Would, would you? you? Yeah, I no, would. No, there yeah, was an episode lose the freshness. Of, there was an episode of the Big Bang Theory where they explained why you shouldn't do that. And usually the, like, the science is, is all factual on because they have scientists <laughs> writing oh, the Big yeah. Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. The sci- <laughs> they have scientists standing by to give little factoids in the Big Bang Theory and they said something about bridge not supposed to be in the fridge oh. so f- from if, now on if, I guess yeah. if, if physicists uh, are to be believed then fridge goes or bread goes in the well I, th- I think some people like obviously freeze bread and I might put it in the fridge to get an extra couple of days out of it but I, I just think you lose the kind of freshness in it yeah. you're better off eat all your bread on day one that's my rule and what about your condiments mm. I mean what oh. <laughs> they go in the drawer <laughs> by the bed <laughs> <laughs> your condiments um, guys oh um, oh, well, so mayo yeah, your sauces go in the fridge once yeah. they're opened. Isn't oh, that the rule? Yeah. Once okay. opened in the fridge and consumed within six weeks. Now, I don't Very consume good. within six weeks. No. I'll always try. Yeah, I've got a bit longer. I think there's a bottle of ketchup that is pre-coronavirus. Just last on this, aubergines should be refrigerated as should apples and pears. But now, apples? Mm? I wouldn't put apples in my fridge. Well, uh, this is, the, this is the, the experts, okay? Uh, uh, bananas <laughs> should be kept somewhere nice and cool in a cupboard around the side ideally in the original packaging Mm. meanwhile red brown and white onions best stored in a cool dry dark place and spuds should be left in a cool dry dark place Mm. um, ideally away from strong smelling foods like onions did you see your one who it was in the UK somewhere and she 
She been they went to the lockdown, but she went to like to live with her family. Mm-hmm. And when she came back, her potatoes had sprouted. Oh yeah, oh. it was like a jungle in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gives me the heebie-jeebies when yeah. I see the little it's, tentacles. It's like out. a horror movie, oh, isn't it? It's no re- it's really disheartening because sometimes you think you have another couple of days in the, on the potatoes, yeah. and then you open the bag and you go, "Oh, for God's sake, these fellas have legs." <laughs> <laughs> now I've never seen it as bad as I think that woman is describing. But you know, just the little bits. You can knock off the little bits. Oh, I don't mm. know. But, it uh, gives me the weirdy. Yeah, no, no I don't want to see. No, like a little shop it. of horrors coming to life. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I like. The Beat Breakfast Crew.